What are you drinking? Oh, I'm just drinking my, you know, I love these motherfuckers. The little blue moon light skies. Yes. The blue I like these. Were fun. That yeah. was like the last beverage that we share. It was, I know. Um, and, um, what do you got? I have an apple cider drink. Mm-hmm. So like, I literally have apple cider with just like, like whiskey. Because- yeah, that's, that's lovely. Very autumnal. I love that stuff. It makes me very sleepy though. I get very, I get the like rosy cheeks and then I have to take a nap if I, if I drink one of those. Well, this is going to be a great pod. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hello and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. Podcast that helps you stay outside with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra. Ready to hang out with my friend, homie and colleague, Claire Watkins. AKA the scam originator. How are you doing today, Claire? I'm good. I'm I'm excited to I don't know what we're gonna talk about, but we're gonna talk. We're committed. We are chatting mm-hmm. with each other, both outside and on the pod. And uh we decided to do that today. We're we're recording this uh Wednesday evening. I think once upon a time this night was referred to as Black Wednesday in the olden days of before. 2020 and uh so yeah it's the wednesday before um a holiday that some people celebrate uh in this country (laughs) thanksgiving and uh we're just in the mood to just chat and we thought it would be a good idea to come on here and um not necessarily do an entire year recap but in the spirit of things maybe chat about some soccer things while also chatting about some things that we are thankful for in 2020 because it's real difficult to maybe try to pinpoint those things and moments like this like these times of of the year are always when people maybe try to do a little bit of reflecting so we're gonna do that tonight uh, with each other and for you all um really quickly just to address it before we continue some really uh startling news out of Argentina, uh, the death of Diego Maradona. Uh, he passed away at the age of 60 uh, due to cardiac arrest. Um, legend of the game, if you're not into men's soccer, he was a total soccer legend out of Argentina, won World Cups, uh, won many things, uh, really helped define the game uh, for Latin Americans in Latin America. Um, I'm not one of those people who is a uh, naive or susceptible to uh you know look at celebrity or or the follow a call of celebrity <laughs> but i will say that um culturally it was a very very sad day um and i was sad today and i had moments of of grief um mourning for a loss of what felt like culture for a lot of latin americans um maradona really did belong um to latin america as a whole um really did define for many uh football fans of latin american descent um what latin american football could look like it's it was really an example of that of what uh, some of us could point to and say this is this is what latin americans bring to the sport of soccer so um with that i just say uh you know, condolences to the people who are really, truly, actually impacted by this. It was a man who was loved by many, uh, not just by extension of fans, but had a family and friends and things like that. So uh, rest in peace to him. 
and uh, goodbye to a legend. And uh, we are going to, in the spirit of joy, because Maradona played with a lot of joy, going to continue to maybe ha- share a little bit of joy with each other. Uh, because when we're talking about players, right, who symbolize, <laughs> who totally symbolize what it means to represent, there were a list of awards, FIFA Best Awards, that came out, and we have to jump into that immediately. Claire, please speak on it. That was a seg. That was the best seg I've ever heard in my entire life, Sandra. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, this woman works in television. I can hear it. Um, <laughs> that was amazing. Um, yeah, so listen up, Red Stars fans. There was a list that came out today. Um, the FIFA, the best, uh, and, and it was the short list and it was them telling everybody who's good at soccer or football, I guess, technically, because they didn't have any, uh, Americans on it. So, um, it, yes, the FIFA, the best list that came out this year, despite the fact that it was supposed to emphasize, uh, the second half of 2019 and, and much of 2020, um, was very Eurocentric, which like, whatever, honestly, I, (laughs) this is something that maybe I could have had a sliver of energy for in the past, but I just no longer do. Uh, the U S will just keep winning trophies and that'll be there. That'll be their award. But, um, there was one, (laughs) there was one shining beacon in the dark. The one person that even those Eurocentric people couldn't turn away from, they couldn't deny her talent. (laughs) Alyssa Nair. (laughs) Woo! God bless. <laughs> That's Chicago Red Stars. I listen there, baby. I was like, it's just, it's, I love it. It's like, you know what? You keep showing up. You do your job. Nayer heads. We never lose. That's right. Nayer nation get buck. That's right. Buck and joy. Because when you think of American soccer, yeah. you better think of a listener. A listener. <laughs> the country's great hope. There were, I mean, there are some folks who somehow found the energy to uh, have feelings about it. Um, Congrats on being able to have that type of energy. (laughs) Honestly, have that today for you on Southside Trap Podcast. Um, But we are stoked for one, Mr. Listener. We know who she is and what she does. Uh, Like Claire said, you know, she keeps showing up and doing her job. And uh, we talk a lot about that on this podcast with particular Red Stars, right, who maybe fly under the radar or go unnoticed, um, because that's a bit of their MO here. Uh, You know, they just show up and they do their jobs. And because they just do it consistently, maybe they're not so flashy, right, and um, not, therefore, not spoken upon. And uh, not us. Nor, nor this podcast. Uh, we like to to shout it out when we can. So it was nice to see that. And um, didn't we? Really by this that- logic, she's the best. Uh, not only American soccer player, but she's the best player in the NWSL. So yeah, I mean, it's irrefutable. Logic. No, <laughs> yeah. that's the logic when it yeah. comes to the list. It's literally yeah. called the best. The best. So I, I don't. I mean, I don't know what else you can like take from that other than that she is the best. That's the argument. Right. I'm sorry, guys. Like, if you were trying to talk about a larger or expanding goalkeeper pool, like, that's nice. But Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know if you've heard that she's, like, the best, so. Um, we don't know if any people 
in supporters group power are listening but you should literally just make a tifo that says the best the best <laughs> and it should just be a listener she was the only she was the only good soccer player in america in all of 2020 it's remarkable i mean people think that's jokes let me tell you it let me tell you i mean if we think about it hard enough i was gonna say we could make we could uh that's maybe a thought for a piece because i feel like yeah. maybe if we think about it hard enough yeah sure but this isn't the pod episode no either. no now, um it's just gonna have to, we're just gonna state this fact and that's what it is yeah no don't worry about the lists you guys I honestly straight up think that they forgot what the dates were and I'm like, same. So it's really fine. Um, it's a, it's a thing that you should not be chasing, but if they're going to give it to a listener, I will take it. Yeah. Uh, this is an award that like people can vote on too, right? I think so. I think the fans can vote. So like go, go get on the, the website. I don't know. Guys, your job is never done. I hate to break it to you. Yeah, it feels like, I mean, it feels like this whole thing is just to, like, drive engagement, right? So why wouldn't fans be able to vote? Oh, yeah. Engagement. Engagement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Content. Thanksgiving engagement. I mean, soccer, if you really think about it, is just a, a brand activation anyway. <laughs> yeah, truly. That's, especially here in the United States. In the United States. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's, be, let's be real. That's 100% what it is. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, this apple cider is good. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm killing killing the blue moons. Um, yeah, so, so, yeah, so this week maybe feels even a little bit looser than the past couple of weeks because, um, you know, well, it, you want to talk about this with the respect that it deserves, which is very little, um, the holiday that, that people know as Thanksgiving. Um, you know, it's highlighted this year by – you know, greater, even greater inequality probably than, than ever before. I'm definitely planning on making a donation to my local food bank this week. Um, I'm probably going to try to find um, an indigenous organization to also donate to this week. Um, it's the right time to do it. Uh, and it starts, everything starts to feel like a little bit loopy though. We were talking about this, about how there's like a muscle memory to these sorts of things that kicks in even though you might know in your brain that none of it's real and none of it's for everybody and it's intentionally exclusive exclusive that's the word i believe in you Uh uh-huh and um and it's literally a colonizer's holiday and it that comes with a lot of complicated feelings and, and everybody's kind of getting through this week as best they can especially because um there's a lot of people who are not able to spend this with family the way that they would, um, usually, or, or would like to, um, actually this is a good pivot. We didn't talk about this before we recorded, but I do want to talk a little bit. And I wrote about this a little bit for the Patreon today, speaking of like family and, and being around people, I have to say that, you know, I, I definitely, I, I can't pretend that this, this friendly that the U S women's national team is playing doesn't make my stomach hurt a little bit thinking about how dangerous it is, but I have to admit that I've really enjoyed just how clearly happy these women are to be around each other again for the first time since March, I believe. Um, and, and it's, you can kind of live vicariously through it a little bit. You know, Alex Morgan's Instagram stories have been legendary this week of everyone getting to meet (laughs) the baby. (laughs) 
Um, and you just have to be a little bit happy for them that they get to spend this week with, with people that they love, even though it's in a little bit more of a work context than a family context. But I'm sure for a lot of those people, they would describe that group as, as kind of their family. And, um, I don't know. I'm not sure how mad I can be that the U S scheduled this. It's been a real kind of light, um, in a lot of darkness. So I don't know. How do you feel about it, Sandra? Man, I agree with you hundred percent. Um, quick plug to the great piece that you wrote on Southside Trap. You should, everybody should definitely go check it out, subscribe and, and take a, a read. And um, yeah, shout out to CBS. I was in, invited by my homeboy Luis and his podcast to, to chat a little bit about it. And, and yeah, I agree hundred percent. And I think for a lot of us, even as, you know, the pundits or the media, right, are kind of all in agreement of that. I mean, uh, this year, man, this year, it's really just what it is. Um, to be able to close it out with an actual game is huge. Um, I don't know if people understand, like, how, how big that that is, uh, probably not just for you know, the fitness aspect of it, but literally like the morale aspect oh, it of feels, it. feels right. Exactly. Yeah, like we're, we're seeing all of the content that's coming out of, of the, the, the very short, right. Six day training camp that they're having, um, ahead of going against Netherlands. And it is like, you can look at that and just be like, look at, like, look at all that happy. And it is very, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is very, very nice to see. And as people who cover it, it's it's nice to cover, you know, um, especially as we reflect upon this sort of hellscape that we've all been going through uh, together globally. Um, and uh, yeah, they had a camp in October, right? It was a larger camp, a camp that was really more domestic league based. Uh, you know, we got to see um, a number of Red Stars get called into that, right, and get acknowledged for that. And by extension, a lot of other club veterans, uh, you know, get, get call-ins as well. And that's great, you know. But in terms of uh, that actual allocated player list, right, that World Cup winning roster, the handful of them uh, that went to Europe, you know, whether it's it's the, the big five who are in England right now or Emily Sonnet in, in, in Sweden, um, being able to actually get in into these type of camps, you know, because they are in Europe and they're having this game and this camp in Netherlands. So um, I think it's going to maybe be a little rusty um, just because this is their final and like only ninth game. Well, yeah, I mean, speaking of those five that are in England and Sonnet, those are probably the only match fit players they've got. And yeah. I won't be surprised if they're the starters. Like, yeah, right. Even if Alex Morgan is, what, 45 to 60 minutes fit right. right now, as she's making her return back from, from having her baby girl, like that's still probably way more fit than, than some Julie other Julie Ertz is right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, right. You know, no, I mean, that we got to mention that, like, Julie yeah. Ertz, you know, opted out of the fall series, you know, Crystal Dunn opted out of the fall series. You know, those are two players that we look to and probably rank them depending on the week, you know, as one and two as, as the top American players, right. Um, Ertz and Dunn. So they, they might get, you know, <laughs> have to be shaking off some of that rest as well. So um, it, it's, it's dope. I didn't think something like that would have sparked a bit of joy, you know, for, for me, but uh, seeing that get announced, you know, seeing the, the players that that Vlako Andonovsky had selected, and the fact that it was in Europe and that it's it's going to be against 
the Netherlands. Like this isn't like they're going to Europe and decided to play against like Luxembourg or something like they're going up against a top tier team. And um, I'm sure the Netherlands are stoked for that too. Like they're on their side of things. I'm, they're probably loving that they're getting to end their year out with that too. They get a good shot here, right? Cause they've all been playing recently and obviously they're without Miedema. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm not going to mince words here. I think that the U S is 23 um, on their best day is, is stronger <laughs> than the Netherlands. Um, I'm not afraid, afraid to say that, but I think that in terms of form, you know, everyone remembers, I don't think, I actually think this will be better because I think that Vladko Andonovsky is a better coach than Jill Ellis was, but um, they got wrecked by France, right? At this, around the same time uh, in 2019. And so I think that uh, I, it's just that God form makes such a huge difference. So um, yes, it does. Yeah. And I think actually we have seen a little bit though, even in, in the WSL and in some other leagues in Europe that the weirdness of 2020 the European players that have started the 2020, 2021 season still haven't been completely immune to that. Even in the early stages of this European season, I think that there are still some stuff that people are working through, but um, yeah, I think, (laughs) I also think the Netherlands probably learned a lot from playing the U S in the world cup. I think it might, it might be a little bit chippy. Maybe I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Surprised if it is, but you know, I, I think you can't help. But again, man, you can't help but look at that 23 and say, Julie Ertz is back. Even in yeah. a rest day, you're like, group. Yeah. That's a good midfielder to have. Yeah. Sam Lewis is playing lights out yep. right now. She's becoming an icon before our eyes. Um, Jalen Howell is mm-hmm. like a great replacement for Lindsay Oran. I'm a big Howell fan, yeah. And probably going to if she gets time on the pitch, we'll probably wreck some lives as well. Um, yeah. Even with all that, right. Like knowing that this is a team, you know, that are the ranked number one in the world they're the reigning world cup champions. They're the powerhouse. They're the team that everyone's chasing, you know, and they are going to be playing with nine months of pent up energy. Yeah. I would, I, that's something to be feared. Yeah. But I know that part of the mentality for opposition is like, oh, you have to play – when you play against the U.S., you have to be fearless. And it's like that's nice to say. And then right. you get on the pitch, and then you get wrecked. Um, so we'll see. Might not be a lot of goals, but definitely might be a lot of tackles. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think also um, – you know, and I, I, I'm going to say – I mean, I, I believe this to be true, and this is maybe a good – preview for this upcoming year as addition to in addition to kind of talking about the end of this one which is just I think so highly of what Vlako Andonovsky and Kate Markgraf have been doing and you got to remember guys the She Belize Cup the U.S. looked pretty good yeah I I really believe I don't know what's going to happen in 2021 I actually think they would have won the Olympics in 2020 um I just believe that to be true. I think that that project is is so exciting. Um, and it's not, you're not going to see the vision of that this week, but I, I, I mean, if I'm nothing, if not a huge believer in, in the pipeline and, and in the program. So I think, um, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's, I, I didn't realize, I guess, how much I missed the team until I saw them kind of doing their thing again, I think. Yeah. Same here. And you know, I mean, no matter what, no matter how that team looks when they take the pitch on Friday, you know they got a net. 
the greatest the greatest american (laughs) soccer player so yeah the best and alissa nair so yeah (laughs) they're gonna be fine be all good fam yeah um yeah we might you know depending how that game goes and depending on how we're feeling post the post holiday maybe we'll have some things to chat about um with that game uh let us know you know maybe you're curious uh, hearing some things about it um but thanksgiving (laughs) the giving of thanks yeah we're still on the theme of uh being thankful i mean within all of that chatter about the united states women's national team i mean we're talking about being grateful right yeah. for, for their return um and to, let's narrow that down because it's like a chicago red stars podcast right uh i think even despite all of the everything that um so many people so many things that so many people were challenged with during 2020 that there are some really nice things to be thankful for um when it comes to the chicago red stars and uh by larger extension the chicago red stars community and uh i think we wanted to wax poetic about that a little bit uh in the spirit of this week yeah. Yeah. We'll probably at the end of the calendar year, do more of the highs and the lows, um, uh, you know, looking at the whole year holistically, but, um, yeah, regardless of how you feel about this holiday, it's, it's, it's always good to be mindful and to, um, practice gratitude because gratitude is a thing that you have to practice. Even it's not something that is always natural, especially during tough times, but, um, yeah. So, so, you know, obviously, you think about the things that that you're grateful for in this community this year. Um, first and foremost, I have to say that I'm so thankful, um, for our Patreon community. Uh, we started this in like January of 2020 (laughs) and immediately everything went to shit. (laughs) Yep. Uh, but people stuck with us and, and it's, it's, you know, always just been kind of slowly growing and, um, it's been wonderful. It's been a wonderful outlet. It's been, um, it's always good to know, you know, not to be like super cliche, but it's always good. It's not only good to have people, but it's good to know who your people are, you know? And if you're a Patreon subscriber of ours, you know, you're a friend, homie, colleague, you're one of our people. And there's a trust there, um, that is really, really beautiful and really wonderful. And, um, I feel so lucky to get to have that, uh, so that's number one. And then obviously I think if we're picking the one major community thing I'm I we feel we'll say this for the rest of our lives we feel so lucky um that we got to make some music with Yuki Nagasato this year yeah 100 percent I uh I think it's when we're just reflecting on this year specifically um it's it's going to be hard to top that obviously um being able to sort of be in the background and watch that all be facilitated Shout out to supporters group Chicago Local 134. Um, they were the facilitators in making that happen and having that type of event come to life. And uh, Claire added this beautiful musical ele- element to it uh, alongside BBB with Yugi Nagasato. And uh, just allowing me to do like my best impression, like almost famous impression was uh, wonderful. 
and uh, can't emphasize that enough, the level of trust, you know, that, that comes with that. Um, being able to watch your friend perform, right? But then also have to break down what that felt like and what that maybe meant. And um, chatting with a band, you know, and, and getting their insights and their thoughts um, on really their first live performance ever. It really does take, uh, it takes a village and it does take a certain level of trust. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a wonderful time and absolutely one of the top things um, that I am also thankful for um, in 2020. And by extension of that, that includes you know, all of our patrons. And I'm really talking about every single one. I'm talking about the ones that have, that are the day ones and the ones that have even left <laughs> and the ones that are maybe still thinking about coming back, but they, they can't right now um, all across the board uh, because that type of stuff has fluctuated a lot, you know, um, to just speak very honestly, openly and frankly on that. Um, those numbers rise and sometimes those numbers fall, right? A, depending on the content and B, definitely depending on how the sports landscape was looking this year. So I know we're both incredibly thankful for that. And I just wanted to note that specifically, that people didn't necessarily have to stick around in a year like this. And for some reason, um, large, large majority of day ones um, decided that it being here with us was was worth it and just want to express that the feeling is mutual um, because I am so grateful to be able to do things like this with you Claire uh, I am 100% thankful for you um, you're right up there with the United Shadow Show like of things that I'm grateful for and thankful to for for this year. Uh, yeah, this, this doesn't really happen without two people. And, uh, it's dope to be able to come on here and yeah, talk about Chicago Red Stars all the time, but be able to have a, an episode like this, where we just are able to talk about really whatever we want to talk about. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I don't want to get too into the weeds, weeds on this, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, grateful for, for my good friend, Sandra. And, um, I would say that, you know, in terms of what we're trying to, to build with this, um, and what we feel so great, grateful for, cause it feels unique is that, um, obviously like Sandra said, we have numbers go up and numbers go down kind of based on, on what's happening which is, is fair. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that sometimes it's, it doesn't get to you a little bit, um, depending on, on what you're seeing, but, um, but the people who have, have stayed, it's always felt like it's because, because they value us. And it's not necessarily because just because they want match reports or, or, you know, that kind of content. Um, it's, it's that they value the work that we're doing. And, and so, um, we can do these podcasts where it's just kind of you and me talking about stuff. Um, and that's worthwhile to people. So it's humbling and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a reason, it's a reason to do it, you know? Um, yes, 100%. Yeah. um on the Chicago rest side of things, mm -hmm. this is so basic and so minimal. Okay. But 
I'm a hundred percent, a hundred percent so thankful that there ended up being yeah Chicago Red Star soccer. It's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We literally were living in the unknown at one point, literally living in the past at some point, recapping old games, not knowing if there was going to be like the return of Chicago Red Star soccer. And um we got it in two rounds. And uh, I'm very, very thankful for that as well. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I appreciate, and this even goes back to the U.S. I just, it's, it's, it's good that that these things exist, and I appreciate the unceasing efforts of everybody involved to make sure that it did. Um, none of that was easy. Uh, and we'll find out probably in the next five years if we're better off for it. But, um, and some of it was ugly and some of it was hard and all that. But, um, yeah, I, the effort put in to make all of this happen was, was huge. And I've said this a million times, you know, it's not necessarily about wins and losses, but it's about like getting to see, it's not Chicago, but getting to see Marta play some games this year, um, getting to see Yuki play a couple games this year, um, because this did end up being her last year with the Red Stars. That you know, I think that getting those games in in the way that I talk about this at the end of every season, but it's just like this is uncharted territory. Everything that's happening is unprecedented here, and it's like kind of exhausting to constantly be living in this unprecedented era of women's soccer. Cause you're just always kind of like, what? But um, yeah, we're so lucky. We got, we got to see some good stuff this year, not only from, from new faces, but, but from who are and, and will be Chicago legends as well. And I think that that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we've seen not just on the pitch, like you said, but we're watching this evolution of players, you know, in other ways. And it's really, really dope to be able to bear witness to that. And I really do mean be able to bear witness to that because, you know, there were moments where we hosted these players and we chatted with them about things that maybe outside of 2020 might've been uncomfortable for them to talk about. But on this podcast with these co-hosts they were willing to chat about those things and i am very very thankful for that as well uh there's some good red stars there who really um really kind of get it for lack of a better word right and uh understand what it means to kind of represent the city of chicago and that always feels nice to hear that and not just hear it, but sort of see some of that in action, right? And uh, it's been really cool to, to watch in this kind of off season, right? What players are still kind of uh, keeping themselves occupied with. Um, so yeah, I'm thankful for bearing witness to, to all that kind of stuff as well. And I'm excited for, you know, what some of the newer Red Stars are, are bringing as well. It's been fun to watch some of these rookies um, get in there and kind of really dive in feet first really yeah i mean in the same way that that we're just happy that maybe there was even a sense of stasis this year i do truly believe that it's only up 
from here. For example, just to give an example, I don't know if you caught, I don't know if you caught this, um, but it's not a rookie, but it was her first year with the Red Stars, Bianca St. George's, right? She actually did like a Q&A the other day on her. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was asked a very specific unre- unrelated Chicago question and she answered it in a Chicago lens. And I was like, that's awesome. And those are, again, emphasize, like what we're talking about players and watching their evolution and, and being able to witness that and being a thing that we're thankful for. That is what I mean. She was asked if she missed West Virginia. Hey, I, yep, uh-huh. She was asked if she missed West Virginia because for people who don't, aren't familiar with Bianca St. with BSG's background. BSG. Uh, you know, she, she went to West Virginia and she's a Mountaineer and she very frankly and honestly said, no, I don't. And she didn't mean it as slight or shade. She was just very confidently saying I'm in a new place and in a new phase in my life. And I love Chicago and I love it here. And, uh, that's what we're talking about. It's dope hear that kind of stuff and she was one of those players right that we had come on during challenge cup in the thick of the bubble that we heard so much about that was so draining both physically mentally and emotionally and and chatting about all of this kind of stuff so um things like that i think are always important to try to note and reflect on as like we're still sort of trying to look towards a future that's a little bit unknown um even with, uh, and we'll talk about this right now, this is kind of a good seg, uh, that the league announced a bit of framework for 2021. So even though there's this framework in place for 2021, there's still a lot of like gray areas of unknown, especially coming out of a, it was a traumatic year where everybody's just waiting for the next planned thing to basically change. Um, But it was nice, I think, when that framework came out it's nice to have an outline, right, to, to follow. Um, so if you missed it, uh, February 2021 is supposed to be when players uh, report back into markets, um, have their training camps, and, and go through, uh, you know, getting back together and going through practices. That rolls that into a Challenge Cup competition. It's going to look a little different, probably not the same concept of a bubble. I guess maybe they're hoping that won't have to come to that. Um, but that's more in April uh, with an actual season starting after the Challenge Cup, um, going all the way through into November, which was something that was going to happen in 2020. Playoffs were going to be taking place through to, through November. Um, so it's kind of cool to see that happen. I, I liked that personally, Claire, when it dropped. I like the concept of uh, having NWSL kind of be elongated, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, right. So, you know, you, you hear bits and pieces of this kind of stuff in the circles that we're in. And, um, one thing has always been true, which is that the NWSL needed to extend their season. Um, they, that was, so back in the day, right. And it's funny that I'm like referring to it as that, cause it's like two years ago now. Uh, the NWSL kind of had this unspoken partnership with the Australian W League in that both of them were kind of summer leagues and therefore their players could get a full year-round season playing in, in the two different leagues if they wanted to. Um, 
due to a variety of different things, some things I agree with and some things I really don't, um, that's no longer going to be true. Um, the W League feels like it needs to stand on its own two feet. We'll see if they succeed. Um, and, and the NWSL also clearly needs to stand on its own two feet. And so those two um, leagues needed to extend both of their seasons. If they were going to compete with the, um, you know, September to, to May that we see in Europe. And so what the NWSL then had to decide was, do we want to make a jump to more regular season games with adding teams in? So that gets easier scheduling wise to do more games with more teams, or do we add a cup competition? And I would say that I think it's an imperfect solution to not make the regular season longer. I would like a longer regular season for next year. What they have done makes perfect sense. They have to start early. They need to get players back in from Europe. They need to have a deadline where they say, make your contract decisions. You're either in or you're out. We need you to decide. And so that's why the February preseason is important. They need to be able to mitigate risk at the beginning of the season. That's why they're going to do a Challenge Cup competition. And they also, and people are going to have to decide how they feel about this. The NWSL needs fans in the stadium next year. They cannot survive another year without fans. I think everyone should make the right decision for themselves. I think that they are going to do everything they can to make it as safe as possible. I think they made it through this year and did a great job. They need butts and seats next year. So doing that, starting that later makes a lot of sense um, with what we've heard about. And the thing is, is they're getting the same information we as the public are, right? So we know kind of the timeline that we think we're going to see for a vaccine. We know kind of weather-wise what we can hope for in terms of spread in this country by late spring. Um, and, and I think that they're just basing those decisions on that. And I think that everything they've done, I don't. it's imperfect. It's really imperfect. Doing a Challenge Cup all at once is not as good as if they had spread it out throughout the year. Um, having six playoff teams this year is not as good as if they waited a couple years, six playoff teams for 14 teams seems a lot less dire than six for 10. Um, but I also understand why they decided to make the changes. Now I get it. They're, they're looking towards the future. Everything's going to be fun. Give it like two years and everything's going to feel very normal. Um, I think maybe what I would love is for in a perfect world, I would love closer to like a 28 uh, 28 game regular season, extend that closer to the 30 mark, have the Challenge Cup during international breaks. Um, and yeah, I think a 16 postseason is great. I love that. I, I've always, you know, and, and I think have, have a 16 postseason, but every good team should want to make the top four. And I think that's kind of where I'm at with that right now. It's okay. It's good to have these extra distinctions. It's good for conversation. It's good for delineating success. So um, I think being a wild card team um, will be a great success for some teams next year. I think it might be a failure for some teams next year. I think it'll be fun to talk about either way. So um, yeah, I everything they're doing makes sense to me. And I think it's just very smart that they're doing it right now. Make the call, get it out there, get the wheels turning. Um, and on to better things, you know? I think on that note, it's fair to, it's also fair to say <laughs> then I, th I think pretty, pretty thankful the league has a commissioner. Yeah. As well. Yeah. 
Um, it's it's funny because I think this year is probably going to be the greatest example whenever anyone who might not pay attention to administrative sports league level type stuff when they kind of question like well why is that important or why do you need a commission and then you can just point to good old 2020 and say that's why um so pretty pretty thing i i'm gonna go stick my neck out there and say i'm pretty thankful that lisa baird is the commissioner of nwsl um in 2020 and hopefully for a long time and beyond um but yeah spot on with that obviously as 2021 looms closer we'll we'll probably have some more things to talk about in regards to that outline or or, or framework for the 2021 season and um we'll be with you guys all along the way with all that stuff and um we've been chatting for a little while now so i think maybe maybe a fun way to to close this outing and out since it is thanksgiving uh we should go ahead and talk about some food let's talk about some good food uh that, if, if anything not for nothing that's definitely a thing that people do on this day is eat some food and and we were having some fun with it already uh before we hopped onto this and um we were gonna humor the concept of figuring out which Chicago Red Star represented what Thanksgiving <laughs> Yeah. I just kind of quipped, I wonder who's mashed potatoes. Uh-huh. We'll leave that out there. You guys can let us know who you think mashed potatoes is. Uh, but that would have probably either A, taken too long, and B, we wouldn't have gotten through, uh, through it without laughing. So we thought maybe let's make a uh, Thanksgiving starting – 11 yeah uh, i think i think we can i think we're gonna kill this honestly i really do yeah uh i don't know if we should maybe just we probably shouldn't concern or worry ourselves so much with like positional type thing just 11 like okay you know or did you want okay well i was just gonna say that like i do feel like the striker should be like wine oh okay we're going you know what i mean (laughs) it's like better that way yeah yeah so you got the striker. Yeah, the striker nine, is wine for sure. Nine nine wine. Or eleven wine. Yeah, nine no no nine wine. Nine wine. Yeah. Nine wine. Nine wine. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Okay. Um, well, for okay. I think underneath that yeah. should be like some sort of uh appetizer because i feel like for sure like your center back your center back well maybe can we start actually i went too far can we start from goalkeeper and move up let's start with goalkeeper let's start with goalkeeper so so who is like it's not the meat meat is not the last line of defense here it's got to be like something that's easy to make and everybody loves oh man Uh, you know what this is going to be interesting because i think people have feelings about thanksgiving food like everyone has a favorite right okay true i mean yeah i guess um, why don't we go with the def- the defense being the last line or the, the goalkeeper being the last line of defense? Yeah, I think it would be like canned cranberry. Okay, I dig that. I dig that. I was also gonna say mashed potatoes only because um they're 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 inoffensive and they're very easy to make. So if you're like the person going to the potluck and you like aren't a good cook, you'll be yeah. like, I got the mashed potatoes. You no, know what one or two? There's a starter and a goalkeeper. Yeah, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a starter and a backup. We'll let yeah. people decide. It's gonna be either mashed potatoes right. or canned. I dig that. Cranberry yep. sauce. 
because uh, they're both easy. You either pick it up at the store or you just make it very quick and show up with it. Right. And so then moving forward, I think if you're talking about like, and this is where we're going to go, like, we're just going to get, we're going to talk about, because everyone's got their different ones that they like. Mm-hmm. I think your defense are, are your meats. So your defense are your meats here. So you got like, if you enjoy a ham, if you enjoy a turkey, if you enjoy some sort of vegetarian substitute, yeah, like that's your defense. If, uh, if you're somebody who is uh, multicultural, you know, shout out to Straight my up. homies who do carne asadas. Yeah. Or have, uh, you know, pierna on, <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Hell yeah. Guess what? Guess what? Like, guisado de puerco is going to go ahead and, and be there. It's going to yeah. be there as one of your backup CBs. Yeah, absolutely. I, like, yeah. I do agree with that 100% that your back line should be the meat. The meat. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that means to you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. So then is, is, is our midfield the sides? Yeah. So midfield, midfields, I think are maybe like your casseroles, um, or like your um, mac and cheese, if you're a mac and cheese family. I, let me tell you something. I am a mac and cheese. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. If I don't have mac and cheese on Thanksgiving, I feel wrong. Yeah. I dig that. I feel that. like it's complete or not well done. Yeah. 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 Um, sorry if you're a family that doesn't have mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. <laughs> or you do it wrong. Or you do <laughs> yeah. it wrong. Just yeah. You know. yeah. Um, or maybe like also, because I mean, there's also like just straight veg, like veg, right? Veg. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like people show up with like, I don't know why you would, but some people just show up with, you know, like a Brussels sprout dish. A Brussels sprout or like an asparagus or, like or asparagus, yeah. like a, some type of roasted vegetable of some yeah. sort would also be there. I feel, you know what? I feel like the roasted vegetable, whatever it is, would would be like in a pivot mm. with like a heavier side dish. So like I agree. A, vegetable would yeah. be with like the casserole type or so like would you say casserole. so would you say that the mac and cheese um is like the 10 that's your playmaker oh man who's your playmaker hmm. i think you know i think an easier question for me to answer is that i think the six would be like the heavier starch okay yes i dig that for sure yes yeah, yeah. Like heavier definitely starch, and yeah. then the 10 could could be the mac and cheese but not if it's janky. I mean, people yeah, yeah, are to right. play, but people can mess maybe, up. That. Maybe you want the mac and cheese to be your eight because like, uh, if your eight is really good, it's like God tier, you know? But if your eight is like kind of mediocre, it doesn't hurt you that much. I'm into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Top line. Okay. Yeah. You nailed it with the wine. <laughs> Nine is wine. Yeah. Nailed it with the wine. <laughs> yeah. I think if we're serving it into like serving it up into the wine. Yeah. You have like some rolls. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, like your rolls or like your, your seven. Yeah. yeah like your bread. So whether okay. you can I, can I really do it like a left, a left turn here on, on like yes. who I think should be the 11. Yes. Okay. Claire, of course. No, take this seriously and don't have fun with it. I'm <laughs> just saying that this might be controversial. I don't think it will be. So I think that like your 11 is maybe your charcuterie, like your meat and cheese board. <laughs> that counts. 
I'm just saying to me, that's like a fancy holiday is when you got even, and again, like people are not, people are, you know, hopefully being safe and maybe not gathering with as many people, but it still feels very fancy to walk into your kitchen and you got some meats, some finger meats and some finger cheeses to grab, you know, that's festive. Who's coming, who's coming off the bench for the top line is like, is like spinach dip coming off the bench. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Your dips, your dips are for sure on the bench. Yes. So the, the, yeah. the top line in forward core has to consist of like the wine. Yeah. And it has to consist of the appetizers or rolls. And yes. Dips. Yeah. Oh, well, it's like, it's the light, it's the light stuff. It's the fast stuff. It's the stuff that, you know, is exciting. <sighs> We yeah. did so good at this, and I didn't want to- We keep- killed it. We totally yeah, we killed it. No prep. No I want people to know. No prep. <laughs> None at all. We were like, we're just going to do it. We're just going to do it. We'll do it live. Yeah. And I think the coaching staff is just going to be the beer. The coaching mm. staff is just on the sideline in the cooler. Well, coaching coaching staff is like whatever personal drinks people brought because they know yeah. what they like. Exactly. It's like, I brought, I brought my ginger ale. I brought my beer. I brought, you know, my diet- coke like the people who are like i only drink like you know it's like that's the that that's the coaching staff because they it's the people like you know what you like you know i'm into that the coaching staff doesn't share guys i i really want to extend this to you if you're listening to hit us up let us know what your thanksgiving starting loving is i think this could be fun we're here for engagement yeah. Let us know. Uh, shoot us a tweet if if you'd like. Uh, let us know what you're feeling for your Thanksgiving meal. Again, please stay safe. We know we live in a place where people do not like to be told what to do, but we are just going to, uh, you know, be friendly and send a reminder and say that the, there is still a pandemic going on, that everyone is trying their best to navigate. So please, please, please be safe and be smart. Um, I know a lot of people who are doing uh, virtual holidays, and I think that that is great, and uh, it's lovely. And I know a lot of people who are doing virtual holidays with their own respective social bubble, which I also think is super great. It's super nice that people have uh, their social bubbles that they can be with um, to be able to to spend time together and share a meal. That's always dope. So everybody, please take care. Um, We're going to close things out here. I am just going to, since we're giving reminders, just remind everybody, uh, you know, that even though this was only, you know, a little bit of soccer and a lot of bit of feelings and and holiday vibes, uh, that if you're into what we're doing, that there are ways for you to support us. You can go ahead and do that by, of course, subscribing to the Patreon. So subscribe to Southside Chat Patreon uh, if uh, that's something you're able to do. Find a tier that works for you. Uh, see what the perks are and, uh, you know, go ahead and sign up. If not, I want to let you know there's other ways to support us and you can do that by following us on all social media channels uh, like Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Southside Chat Pod with one letter P. Uh, you can find us on streaming services like uh, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, please find us, like us, uh, leave us a rating and a review. That stuff helps us out tremendously whenever we're uh, creating Chicago Red Stars content for you all. So uh, continue to be safe. Uh, wash your hands, wash your face, wash your everything, uh, wear your mask, and uh, continue your support of Black players and Black life. And uh, we will be back with you all soon with another episode.